Welcome to A Second Chance at Life. I am your host, Arvella Beckworth. Adversity can oftentimes feel isolating, especially if you're the strong friend like me. I create this podcast to be your accountability partner and strategist, giving you the tools to build and enjoy the life of your dreams. Each week, you'll hear motivating stories, life-changing interviews, along with actionable tips and strategies that you can apply to do life over again. So whether this is your second, third, or even fourth chance, it's always a great time to start over and build better. Now, let's get to work. Welcome to a Second Chance at Life podcast. I am the host, Arvilla Beckworth, and welcome to episode number four. Good morning, you guys, and happy Monday. In today's interview, we're talking about strong friends. Now, either you know someone or maybe you are the strong friend. Sometimes we don't check in on our strong friends because the perception is she has it all together. But what if the person you think has it all together actually doesn't and has their own mental struggles that they are facing? In this episode, I actually have my coach, Coach Kira Shade, talk about her own personal struggles. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Today, I have a special guest. She's not new to the podcast, but she may be new to you. I'm going to bring my girl, Kiera Shade, on to the interview. Coach Key, how are you? Hey, I'm amazing. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much again for coming on to my podcast and talking to my ladies. If you don't know, this is my coach. You know, coach always needs a coach. She's the one that has known me since day one. She's seen my growth. She's been on my neck. She's She's been that coach. So I'm so honored to really have her on here talking about a subject that I believe is helpful in this season of our life with everything kind of going on with the pandemic, going on with possible recession, you know, so much uncertainty. Sometimes you just need somebody that you can relate to with what you got going on. So without further ado, would you mind telling my listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. And thank you for the amazing intro, Arvila. So um, as Arvila said, um, yes, I'm a coach. Somebody just asked me today, actually, they were like, Are, would you consider yourself a life coach? And I was like, well, I mean, I wouldn't give myself that title, but that is a part of my my job description, if you if I would say so. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm very passionate about what I do. I help business owners learn how to grow and monetize their social medias so they can really get to that bag. Um, they can really start building the business that they want to, um, the business that they dream about, the business they desire. And I know that lies within marketing and mindset. So I do a lot of marketing and mindset. I don't promote that I do mindset, but I weave that in there and I give that out for free all day long because we got to master our minds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in business for a little over two years with the current business, my coaching business, a little over two years. Um, and now I'm kind of just branching out to traveling and just branching out to doing more of what I love to do. Right. Because a lot of people don't understand that sometimes you got to start where you 
don't really want to start, might not necessarily be a passion, but it's what you're good at. And then as you grow, you can start to add your passion in. So it's a little bit about me. I am a mom of two. I have two girls, 11 and 13. I also fly to 10 on the side or by day or by night, however you want to call it. Um, I was a, an exotic entertainer for 13 years. I'm a retired stripper. And right now I'm just all about finding um, that alignment, right? That alignment in life where God wants me to be, um, where my happiness lies, where my joy lies, where my purpose lies. So that's a little bit about me. I love it. And I love the fact that um, even when I met you, we're both Virgos. I'm the quiet Virgo. You're not the quiet Virgo. <laughs> but the one thing about you, you've always been genuine. I mean, you whatever you do, you are genuine times a thousand. And that's what I love about you, that you are who you are. When you say something, best believe you're going to do it or at least show us how to do it. Mm -hmm. so I love the fact that you are uniquely you. And just the, the person you have been growing into, like I said, I've you've seen me since day one. I've seen you. And it's just amazing to see somebody that you basically grew up with in business. Right. And how much you have grown. And it's an honor to be on here. Arvila, you're growing, too. And I'm so super proud of you because, you know, and Arvila said that, I, you know, I'll be on her. I'll be on her head. But it's because I see the potential. Right. It's because I see the potential. And I know that sometimes things can start off slow. I just never want her to get to the position or the spot where she gives up because she don't see the work working, right? Arvila is 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 one of those people that where we've all seen the meme where the person is digging and digging and digging, but all they getting is dirt and they this close mm -hmm. to hitting that gold mine. I just I'm like Arvila, I see you digging. Like I see, I see it. I see the right the dirt coming out the right spot. And again, when we're the ones that's digging, it's hard to see that for ourselves because sometimes we're too close, right? We're too close to see the entire picture. So sometimes it takes people that aren't as close to the actual project that we're working on that can actually see the entire picture. And so that's why I stay on Arvila's head. That's why I stay adamant and other people that I see potential in because I know what I was thinking at that time. Like, hey, you know what? This ain't this ain't working. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't want um, the people that I care about, which is just about anybody that I work with that I see moving and doing the work, I don't want to see them give up on their dreams when I know if they keep moving, everything that they want is going to come to fruition. So I'm proud of you as well. Thank you. I receive it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just so glad that somebody sees it. Because like you said, digging in that dirt, you don't know what's going on. You just dig Get dirty. Just get dirty. Just getting dirty. But um, I love the fact on September 8th, you did a reel about checking on your strong friends. Mm -hmm. Would you mind telling, telling us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So as Arvila says, she's the quiet Virgo. I'm the more loud person, coach. I'm out in the front, right? And I've been like this since I was young. I've been the cheer coach. I've been the cheer captain. Um, I've always been the per the voice for the voiceless. And so I've always been looked at as the strong friend, right? I might've been the tiniest one in the room, but <laughs> I had the biggest bite, right? So I've always been looked at as that strong friend. And when people look at the person that's strong, they feel like they're strong. They don't ever have weak moments. And so it's, 
it's hard to for most people to remember to check on the actual strong friend, the person who's holding everybody up, right? We get tired. We we get tired. And again, when you're when you're the single mom and you're making things look easy, um, when you're the strong friend and you're the friend that's always calling on people and you're looking because you know you pay attention to detail, hey, something's not right. Are you okay? When you're the one that's that for everybody else, those people usually don't have that for themselves. And when I created the real, it was because I had just realized that I had come out of a a highly toxic, highly functioning, depressive state where I was just moving, 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 getting things done, but it wasn't the right things and I wasn't happy. Right. I was I was just always sad. I wasn't fulfilled. Um, I was just kind of just doing enough to make it through life. Right. Just to make it. Let me just make it for today. Right. It, it was no real substance behind what I was doing, which isn't normal for me, because, again, I'm a high achiever. I'm, a, I'm the coach. I'm the strong friend. So just doing the bare minimum for me wasn't the normal. So I had realized and I didn't even realize when I was in it. Because what I feel like a lot of people that are suffering from um, highly functional, uh, highly functional depressive state is that they don't even realize that they're depressed. Right. They just try to fill this void that they're having with more work. And it might not even necessarily be work that's fulfilling, but it's keeping them busy. So it'll keep them from thinking about the root issues that they're really going through. And sometimes you might not even know why the heck am I depressed? It could be somebody's missing from your life. You just had a breakup. Your kids are acting up. You just, you, you're not where you want to be in life. Like sometimes you don't even know what it is because there it's a accumulation of all the things Mm -hmm. and you kept moving. You never stopped to take the time out to journal it out, to think about it, to pray about it, to talk about it. Um, to express your feelings about it, to cut everybody off, to turn your phone off and, and just have some time to yourself or whatever it is that you needed to do to get to the root cause of that and really, really um, understand what's going on so you're not operating in this toxic, depressive state. And I, I, the, the fact that you were transparent, you know, it's, it's easier when you see people on social media because you assume what they go through. You know, you see the highlight reels, you see the good times, but then you don't know the backstory behind it. Yeah. So it's always, to, it's easy to perceive, well, oh, she doesn't go through nothing. Oh, she's always the strong one. Oh, I know she can handle that. But to see somebody like your coach, me, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. Because so, I can still post. And this is not just for me. This is for other people. We can still post like everything is okay. We can still go on vacation like everything is okay. We can still wake up and mom like everything is okay. We, you would think, looking at us, everything is okay. If you ask us how we're doing, we'll say, I'm amazing. Right? Unless it just gets to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm not doing okay. How you doing? Not okay. And then there's somebody will stop and look like, Oh, that's not the answer I was looking for. Like, not okay. You know, so you can the thing is it's kind of hard to tell when somebody is in a high functioning depressive state because they're they're being highly functional. Right. Or, yeah, <laughs> simple put outside. Like yeah. they're 
they're functioning on the outside. But on the inside, they're not getting any sleep. Like, I wasn't getting any sleep. I didn't want to answer my phone. I, I would just completely cut my phone off for days. I might go and make a post and turn the phone back off. We don't want to speak to anybody. And this is just for me. I'm not sure what other people might go through, but it could look different. I'm sure it looks different from for other people because everybody's different. But sleep, has maybe you sleep more. Maybe all you do is sleep. For me, I wasn't getting any sleep. I had to sleep on my couch to get sleep. And it might be three or four hours. I didn't want to sleep in the bed. Right. So I was going through something that where I'm like, okay, I'm getting older. I'm 37. I haven't found a husband yet that I want to settle down with. The dating scene is trash. But then I'm like, well, Kiara, you don't really take anybody seriously anyway. So I'm having this internal battle. Like, is it you or is it them or what's going, you know, what's going on? Like business is different now. You know, um, it's everybody's back outside. You got to do different things now to get people's attention. Um, going through this thing with Instagram, or maybe I should say going through this thing with the social media platform that um, what had spoke about suing me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, dealing with all of these things. Who do I talk to about this? Right. Um, and it's like, well, you're the strong friend. You got to talk to yourself about it. So, you know, I mean, what you, what you, what else you, <laughs> what else you going to do? Who else is going to understand, you know, that, um, yeah, you're, you're in jeopardy of, you know, your page getting taken or they're threatening you. They want you to take down all of your products, pretty much start your business over. Right. So, um, oh yeah, but you still need to make money, pay your bills, go to work, be a mom, you know, have a social life, check on your friends. So you're a good friend, check on your students, send emails, send texts, you know, you like, you, you still need to do all of these things. Just thinking about it with you being a sought out coach travel influencer and a flight attendant how do you handle your mental health right so that's a great question how do i handle my mental health um for the most part i maintain my mental health by making sure i wake up and do my devotional making sure i take some time out just for myself me and god and what i noticed is when i went into that depressive state i wasn't doing that Right. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't working out. I wasn't feeding myself good and healthy foods. I wasn't getting sleep. I wasn't taking a break from social media because I'm a social media coach. Right. And that's another thing that I committed to implementing into my teaching strategies is being OK with taking a break. Because when I initially started, I'm like, you need to be on there every day, three times a day. But what I never and I would say it, but I didn't hone in on it as much as I did with being consistent was that, yes, take a break when you need to, right? Because I know a lot of my students will take that as, well, I posted for three days. I need a break now, right? I mean, I need you to stick to being consistent at least 90 days and then take a, you know, once you've built up, you know, that platform, that momentum, then you can take a break. This is coming from somebody who posted, who showed up online every single day for two years straight, right? So yes, I need a break. Somebody that shows up for three days straight, you know, and then leaves for two weeks, you know. So I never, I never took the time to really differentiate between that, which I'm committed to now, making sure that I make that clear, that, Yes, you need to show up and be consistent. You also need to make sure you're taking care of your mental too, right. making sure you're watching 
who's on your timeline, who's feeding you, making sure you're not just spending so much time. That's another way I would know that I was in a depressive state is if I just spend so much time scrolling, 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 scrolling. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to fill the void with occupying my time on social media saying, oh, I'm looking for ideas. When are you going to implement? Right. So I really take care of my mental health. When I'm at work, I read. I love reading. So when I have that downtime and I'm in the air reading, journaling, um, talking to my friends, the the couple that I have, Mm -hmm. um, and just really just trying to stay around positive people, stay away from negative things, really watching what I consume physically, mentally, emotionally, really just watching what I consume and kind of watching my watching my actions. Right. And just try not to be so hard on myself about certain things, certain timelines that mm-hmm. I put in place, right? I think a lot of people go into a depressive state because they've got these timelines that they put in place yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they didn't, God didn't give you that timeline. So right. you're not gonna, that's not his timeline. So I think a lot of times we just go against the grain and it makes us depressed. It makes us sad. It makes us regretful when we just go against certain timelines that we never sought God about and said, Hey God, well, what, what's your timing? When do you want me to get married? Do you even want me to get married? When do you want me to have another child? Do you, do you even want me to have more children? When do you want the business to flourish? Should I even be a business owner? Right? So I think it's about kind of just making sure again, that's why I say right now, one of my biggest focuses is just making sure I'm in alignment so that I'm not forcing anything. It just kind of just flows, right? I'm not going against the current, right? I just want to flow and let the water take me where where it may Mm -hmm. instead of trying to fight and have this uphill battle. So to sum it up, I take care, I maintain um, my mental health by journaling, having my time to myself, Turning the phone off if I need to, turning social media off if I need to, regardless of if I am the social media coach. Right. I mean, I grew 40,000 followers over on TikTok and then left for two weeks. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to be over here right now. It's, it's, it, it does take from you the energy that you have to give to social media can be very draining. So you have to watch that. So. Yeah, I would say those things there. Absolutely. And in doing some research on high-functioning depression, some of the symptoms include loss of interest in normal activities, lack of concentration, feeling inadequate, and irritable. What's mm-hmm. some of the symptoms that you experience? Ooh, baby. Procrastination would definitely be, what was it? Um, um, lack of focus? Or, but yeah, lack of focus, me being in a procrastinative state, was so gut-wrenching. Like, I would spend all day trying to figure out how do I stop procrastinating (laughs) instead of getting into action. Like, how do I stop waiting to do what I need to do? Like, I would spend 10 hours of the day, like, how do I get up and do something? Somebody who, again, is usually, you know, doing stuff. And again, I'm highly functioning. I'll do other stuff that Mm -hmm. I should not be doing but I'm not doing what I should be doing. So Mm -hmm. I look busy. I'm on here maybe planning a trip. Should you be planning a trip right now, right? Got this whole trip planned out. 
that's not what you should be doing right now though right right so yeah i definitely had the loss of interest in doing things that i normally um like to do um lack of focus for sure what were the other two that you named um irritability feel inadequate definitely was feeling irritable the, again i would just turn my entire phone off i don't want to talk to nobody mm-hmm. right like i don't even want to talk i'm just irritated everything irritates me right um so yeah i would definitely say all of those definitely 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 hit me hit me hard for sure and um, even admitting or even acknowledging that you're struggling with something or need help is not an easy thing to do for a lot of people. What can we do as women, moms, sisters, friends to let our loved ones know we are here to help them? Mm, that's good. Um, be very intentional about it. Right. And, and judgment free. So for me and my friends, I'm very intentional about, number one, watching their actions. Mm-hmm. Are their actions in alignment with what they normally do, right? Or is something a little off? And 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 asking questions in a way that shows that you're that you care, but that you're not prying, right? So I'll say, hey, is everything okay? You know, um, you seem a little, you know, not yourself today, right? And they can say yay or nay, but we know our people, right? And if they yeah. say I'm okay, because they're in a highly functioning depressive state and they don't know that they're not okay well okay well you don't just seem a little you know you don't seem like yourself today but i'm here if you need anything i'm gonna check back on you you know right later on today or tomorrow or whatever it may be right just let them know i'm here i'm not i don't want to pry and make you irritated i don't want to irritate you because Mm. that can be a right you're teetering on a thin line for somebody that's in a highly functioning depressive state they don't know that they're in a depressive state, mm-hmm. but you prying with them right now, it'll irritate them and then they'll cut you off. And now you can't, they can't get the help that they need because you've irritated them because that's one of the symptoms. So you just kind of want to tread, you want to be firm, but you want to tread lightly on okay. that line of, you know, letting them know, hey, you don't see, it lets them know, okay, you paying attention and you care, right? Mm-hmm. It also lets them think maybe I need to check my emotions. What are they talking? This is my friend. And, you know, instead I seem a little off because of this, like maybe I should check my, because if I had somebody to help me check my emotions and say, Hey, you seem a little bit off today. You okay today? I'm going to think and say, I mean, yeah, I'm all right. But then later on, I'll right. think about yeah. it. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like yep. kind of got to hold myself accountable. Like, you know what? Maybe I am a little off or I might not be off. Maybe, you know, but mm-hmm. I think that type of conversation, again, opens up the door for them to be able to walk into it should they want that help. So we can't help anybody who don't want the help, right? That's true. So, yeah, just being intentional, being firm, and still treading lightly on that line of, you know, offering your help. And that's good to know. I mean, and I never thought about the part of irritability, because you do, especially if you're a mom and you have a young daughter. You're asking and she's snapping back at you. And you're like, I'm just asking a question. What's what's going on? So I could see where that borderline of irritability and how far you should go. You definitely got to tread lightly. So that's really good information to think about mm-hmm. in approaching somebody in, in any capacity. I mean, irritability yeah. is ir- irritability. So yeah, that's really good fact to have. And as Black women, it's time to let go of the stigma 
unbothered, proud, strong, don't need help, and start being honest with our mental health, how can we replace I'm fine with I need help? So instead of me saying I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm good, but when can we as Black women finally say, sis, I'm not good, I need some help, I've been struggling. I love that. That's that's an excellent question, and it definitely needs to be spoken about more, talked about, discussed, etc. Brought to the forefront. So I think that black women were conditioned to be okay, right? We were conditioned to pretend to be okay or to make ourselves okay. Black women and men, right? This this goes back to to slavery that we were literally conditioned to not cry, to be strong, to be the backbone, to to everything. So now it is habitually embedded in us to just say, I'm okay. When somebody asks you how you're doing, what do you say? Nine times out of 10, you say, I'm good. I'm good, yeah. For me, I say I'm amazing. And people say, wow. Wasn't expecting it. Wow, I like that. And I will say, well, how are you? And they'll say, well, you know what? I'm amazing too. So me just being intentional about answering the question when somebody asks me how I'm doing and not habitually answering it mm-hmm. and me thinking like, okay, how am I doing? Now I've learned to be honest because remember I told you earlier, I'll tell somebody, well, you know, I'm not doing okay today, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, but I try to stay away from people when I'm not doing okay. Or I'll say something like, you know what? I might be doing better if you could help me with this, right? I might have gotten irritated. Something in the store. Somebody's pissed me off or something. Like today, I, I drove up to Chick-fil-A and these guys were having a conversation. And it was like 10 cars that passed me on the other side. So I back up. First of all, I'm in a rush. I have an interview to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how are you today? I said, well, you know, I was doing amazing. I might be doing better if you could help me order my food and I not have to watch 10 cars drive past me. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm so sorry. They like to talk and I do too. And it gets me in trouble. Right. But I'm intentional about how I could be better if you would help me with this. Right. So and I just think it's about being intentional with really thinking about the question because I know the question is a habit and it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's just manners for most people. Hey, how you doing today? Mm-hmm. But being intentional about asking people how they're doing and really caring about how they're doing mm-hmm. or not asking it at all mm-hmm. and being intentional about answering the question about how you're doing. You may not be do- feeling amazing today, but if you're not feeling amazing, how about you say, I could be doing well if you would help me with this. Right. I might be doing better if I could get to, to work on time today or, you know, whatever it is that might be bothering you specifically in that moment that might have you irritated, that might need you, you might need someone's help, just being intentional about that. Mm-hmm. And being honest with it. And you, you'll get people, people will help you achieve that because right. they hear, I'm doing good. That's what they're used to hearing. Exactly. They want to hear, I'm doing, they're not asking you how you're doing because they want to hear bad, right? They want to hear, I'm doing good. And if not, all right, great. Well, Let's talk about how I can help you if I can. Right. And that's so true. We do. It is something that you naturally hear. So your natural response is, I'm good. I'm okay. And then you and the other person just walks away. But when you finally get that person to say, I've been struggling, 
it throws you off because you're expecting I'm good to come out your mouth. So to finally hear somebody say, I haven't been good. You know, I just lost my mom. I just lost my job. You know, things have been real tough. And at that moment, you're now trying to process. I wasn't expecting her to say that. Yeah. What, what do I come back and say? Yeah. How do I be genuine about the situation? And I think sometimes as women, especially black women, we get really guarded about exposing ourselves to other black women. Yeah. Because one, is she really does she really care what's going on with me or does she want to know what's in my business? Right. So you do protect yourself a little bit because you don't know people's intention, especially if you don't know them. So you, I'm fine is the quick generic word. I'm good, yep. but I may go to my, my good friend or my mom and really kind of spill the tea. But if, if it's just on passing and I don't really know you, of course I'm going to say I'm good, but I would love to get to the part or to the place where we can say I'm not good. And this is what's going on with anybody, you know, be more transparent because I think our younger girls will start doing the same thing with their peers. But everybody's trying to the mean girl. You can't sit at this table and I ain't going, you know, so it creates that division before they even become women. So that's yeah. what they're expecting. We 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 already separated before we become young adults. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can us as mothers now? create that conversation for our young girls to feel safe and talk to their friend about something, talk to their mother about something, you know, just be open and not let the generic term be, I'm good. good. I'm okay. and mm. so, I know studies have shown that our mental health, especially depression and anxiety has skyrocketed since the pandemic. What are your thoughts about that? I absolutely agree that, um, our mental health challenges have skyrocketed, mm -hmm. skyrocketed since the pandemic. I mean, number one, we were all locked down in a way yes. we've never been locked down before, right? We had to really face ourselves, learn ourselves, um, entertain ourselves without other people helping us entertain mm -hmm. ourselves because now we can't be near people. We had to really get to know ourselves. And a lot of people, I felt like they discovered a side of themselves that they were not happy with, that they didn't like. Mm -hmm. And they were able to cover it up with highly functioning depression. There you go. Yep. They were at work or they were busy doing this or taking care of the kids, dropping the kids off, picking the kids up, going to soccer game, going to cheerleading, going out, getting drunk. All that was shut down. Right, right. It was you and you and whoever lived in that house, right? A lot of relationships didn't last because they really found out without all of the distractions who each other were. And it, it wasn't who they thought that they were. Mm -hmm. A lot of relationships started and, and flourished because they got to spend time with each other without distractions and um, really get to know each other and spend time with each other, et cetera. Um, but all in all, I feel like Everybody in the world um, went through something mentally that they never had to endure, right? Um, right now, counseling and therapy is at an all-time high. You can't even get an appointment with a therapist right now because people are trying to recover and recoup from the things that happened, you know, to their mental state while they were on lockdown, and this is including finances. Some people lost their homes yes. during that time, their cars, their jobs, their businesses. Lots of businesses started in bloom, but lots of businesses also closed. 20-year-old businesses, 30-year-old businesses were not 
set up to be able to take a two-year shutdown, right? So there was just so much mentally and emotionally that people had to deal with in that time that they just weren't prepared for. They had no warning. You couldn't even go to church. Right. right? Couldn't Couldn't even go to church, right? Where most people go when things are you know, getting tough. So it's like, where do I go? I have nowhere to run to or no one to run to except for me. Right. And online. And what's being depicted online? The perfect lifestyle. So now it's just this toxic, toxic circle of, uh, I don't have everything together. I got to deal with myself. I don't really like myself like I thought I did. I don't like this person I'm sleeping with like I thought I did. My job is gone. My house is gone. My car is gone. My bank account is empty. I lost some people due to COVID, right? There's so many things going on. So I can I can believe now, yes, people definitely um, are, are suffering with some mental health challenges. And then now coming out of it, people that built businesses during the pandemic, now they're stuck like business isn't the same. No, it's not because now you don't have everybody's attention like you used to. It's Bingo. like something different. To yes. get the attention out, we back outside. Right, right, right. So, and and again, people in relationships. Well, my man used to do this, and he we used to be able to sit and watch TV all day. He back outside. Back outside, yeah. Everything is open. You can travel now. You can you can go on vacation. You go to the club now. You can. It's you know it's everything is different now as far as getting people's attention during the right. pandemic. And somebody's attention was real easy. They have anything else to do. Now we're back fighting with getting and keeping not only our man's attention, our friend's attention, our children's attention, right? They're back outside. They're back in school, right? So I can, I, those, those are absolutely my thoughts. I believe, I truly do believe that the pandemic definitely had a major toll on people's mental um, health challenges. But I also think it was good that now is bringing more awareness to how important it is to take care of yes. not just your physical health, but your mental health as well. Yeah, because I believe before the pandemic, it it was cute to say self-care. It was cute to say, this is what I did do. But the pandemic has really taught you to sit down and really take care of yourself. Let's recognize burnout. Let's recognize anxiety, depression. Let's recognize what's going on with our kids. Like mm-hmm. you said, we're high, you know, high functioning depression people. But what about our kids? Do we look back and see what they're struggling too? Because one, they're going back to school after being online. Yeah. Two, they're worried about school shootings, you know. Yeah. So we're yeah. not even thinking about what our, our our own kids are struggling with. So it's like, yeah. in order to be a healthy parent, we got to be healthy so we can be healthy for our children and then Absolutely. them to be healthy. So it's like, I believe now more than ever is so imperative to really not only know who you are, but be sensitive enough to recognize those around you that are going through the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, just to backtrack, like my children were struggling with online school. They had, as much as they used to want to be homeschooled, mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit, they hated it. They couldn't be still. It was just like, they didn't like being at home all day. They did not like, they didn't like it at all. And so that was a struggle. Like, I mean, parents just having to deal with their children being at home all yes. day used to getting that break, mm-hmm. right? Now you become a, a stay-at-home mom and you got to still um, work and 
now you're working from home. Your, your job got you doing this working from home thing. And yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. But it is to make sure we pay more attention to our children, because I think a lot of us, especially as black moms, we were taught to our word trumps whatever you got going on or whatever you feeling. You're a kid and you don't know no better. And I know best. But I think it is to be more intentional about taking the time to give that space and opportunity for our children to have a voice, to have feelings and to have an opinion, respectfully, of course, but mm-hmm. to be able to do that without being afraid that I'm going to get in trouble if I say how I feel or right. I can't talk to my mom or, you know, she don't want to hear what I got to say because she irritated, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, that is so true. And last but not least, please tell my audience where they can connect with you online. Absolutely. So you can connect with me on Instagram at Kiera Shade. That's K-I-E-R-R-A-S-A-D-E um, on Instagram and on TikTok. I am the lazy content coach. Love it. And I will make sure that I have all our information in the show notes. But Kira, thank you so much again for being transparent, letting us know, even though you're a businesswoman, strong-minded woman, you do have these days as well. So letting us know that it's okay to have them, but we can definitely bounce back. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Arlila. All right, ladies. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Kiera. Until next time, you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening to a Second Chance at Life podcast. If this episode hasn't inspired you in any way and you believe that someone can use it, make sure you share this episode. And if you have not already subscribed to this podcast, hit the subscribe button so that you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. Until next time, have a great week.